Welcome to Baiju Billabong. Uh, we're back again. I'm Regan. Got Tamir here. And Bree's joining us as well. Um, looks like she's going to be more or less a part of the podcast from now on. So it's now a um, trio or whatever. Sorry, before we before we go in as well, as usual, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land um, here in Mianjin and uh, down in, what do you guys call it down there? Orangery. Yeah, yeah, more, I'm on Marjorie Land too. So, the best uh, land. Yeah. We've actually had some pretty traumatic stuff up in here um, from the Indigenous community in Brisbane last couple of days, uh, last week or so. Um, we'll hopefully in the future get someone on to talk about that and the Indigenous struggle in general on Australia because um, we have a lot of listeners. We know you guys are out there that don't live in Australia and we really need you guys to find out what the fuck's going on over here. Yeah. Um, so, but I think we're going to kick off this episode with the brand new citizenship test. Um, and there's a, a dummy test on the website. Uh, if anyone wants to go to immihomeaffairs.gov.au citizenship, um, you should be able to check this out as well. Maybe you'd like yeah. to do it with us. If you fail it, you're not Australian because it's about <laughs> Australian values. Um, it's like, what's that guy, Alan Tudge? He was like, he wants to move away from the fact-based questions. So he doesn't want facts. He just wants people to like have these values. They don't have to be factual, but the, yeah. for some reason there's like a correct answer for them. Even though he wants yeah. to move away from facts, which doesn't make any sense, Alan. But yeah. Hmm. Can't nudge the Tudge. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> <Hey. laughs> um, yeah, it does feel like this is all about some sort of, a. Uh, assimilation <laughs> yeah as a awkward if one of us fails well assimilation is australian value so i guess he's not wrong oh yeah <laughs> i've heard some people say that recently that's kind of kind of disgusting yeah, just wipe out every culture unless you're british um yeah do you want to read the first question who you are you got, talking yeah, to yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have to start using names all right here we go question one uh, what do we commemorate on as An- Anzac Day? Uh, so uh, the landing of Australian and New Zealand Army Corps at Gallipoli, Turkey, during World War One. The arrival of the first free settlers from Great Britain. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. And the landing of the first fleet at Sydney Cove. So what are you causing, like, you know, class divisions right here um, in this question? Free settlers versus the first fleet. Ooh, penal colony. Um. <laughs> I mean, this is pretty easy if you went to primary school in Australia, or just yeah. Yeah, this one, this one wasn't hard for me. Yeah, and I think any any uh, new immigrant who has has a job knows that uh, Anzac Day is a public holiday, and yeah, (laughs) it's it's when um, those tosses that they get their granddad's medals out from like World War Two, and they're like, yeah, uh, and they walk march to the streets, yeah. Get drunk. Yeah, it's Anzac Day is just one big stolen valor compilation. <laughs> so the answer's like, Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say I feel like Anzac Day as well is like um it's kinda like the beginning of Australian nationalism where it's like World War One was right after Federation and then like Anzac Day and like um going to Gallipoli is like the first thing that kind of gave Australia like some sort of definition separate to England. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they teach us in primary school, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, 
in school, I was taught it was a baptism of fire. Yes, that's what I got taught as well. Wait, I don't. What's a baptism of fire? I like, never heard of this. Like you got baptized by fire, so instead of water, so it's like, it's like basically, um, sort of being thrown into the deep end as a country for us. Uh, okay. So like we're, uh, you know, um, we were kind of like fighting somewhere else and outside the world of people we don't like, you know, no really communicating with other. British settlers or indigenous people, so it really made no sense. But anyway, yeah. I mean, up until 1901, um, Australia was made up of different colonies. So um, I do kind of – I strongly doubt that anyone from New South Wales hated Queenslanders any more than they do today. You know, it's (laughs) – I mean, our borders are closed now. Our borders are mostly closed, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the answer is kind of given in the – um, answer itself. It's like the question because NZAC and what does NZAC stand for? You know, yeah. Yeah. So, Australian uh, Army, Army Corps. So, yeah, basically Australia. That's the when they invaded Gallipoli in Turkey, the Ottoman Empire, and uh, helped the British Empire. Um, well, actually, we failed really hard. Then we had yeah. John Monash guy, remember? He got famous for um, doing the most successful retreat in military history because he had no one die. Right. That that's one of the most famous people that come out of that, and he later had a whole like university and suburb named after him in um, Melbourne, and he's a hundred dollar note as well. So yeah, that's a, another story of Australian failure in World War One, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I heard uh, as well that we were just kind of like fodder for the English armies, like we were just pretty much sent to die, or was like as like a distraction or something. It wasn't like a strategic move where we could have won. I heard that it was just like, um, pretty much we were supposed to lose. Oh, yeah, no. And that was the strategy. I don't know if that's correct, though. That's just... Uh, we were meant to win. This was this was the first Sea Lord, Winston Churchill's master plan to destroy Istanbul or Ottoman Empire in one substroke by landing at Gallipoli, which is really close to Istanbul. But the thing is, he, he didn't he didn't like realize that you know the Turks weren't just gonna like oh yeah oh no they're here you know these settler colonials settlers are here we better just give up our land they actually put up a fight but like the Aboriginals but they also had guns machine guns and we got slaughtered on in that cove for many months and um, and that's also what led uh, to Winston Churchill one of his greatest uh, defeats um, politically as well because it was such a failure yeah just people yeah, died right. again like on one kilometer of ground <laughs> yeah. So basically, yeah, exactly. That was a failure. Uh, what's the next question? Yeah. So the next question is: What are the colours of the Australian Aboriginal flag? Uh, A, black, red, yellow. B, green, white, and black. And then C, blue, white, and green. This one's also pretty easy. Um, oh, I think anyone... some people don't know it. You know, I've met some. Really. Yeah, some weird people. It's pretty common in uh, Australian media these days. Um, but, yeah, I think I mean, we can... I think as well in, like, any kind of, like, parliament building or anything, they'll probably have both flags up nowadays. Like, the Australian That's flag true. and the... Mm. Interesting that it's the Australian Aboriginal flag and not just the Aboriginal flag, but anyway. Ooh, good point. Yeah. 
Or maybe, you know, the third one as well, the blue, white, and green one. They should also add that one in and the Aboriginal flag only. That That's potentially good. Because that's the Torres Strait yeah, Islander yeah. flag. Yeah, I was about to yeah, say, isn't that Torres Strait Island? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so you should add both, but remove the Australian one of Union Jack, you know. Yeah. But um, I, I pick A, I think, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm going with black, red, and yellow. It's probably one of the best flags in terms of design. It's just like... Oh, know, it's a grey flag. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's such a good flag. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like uh, a sun. It's great. Yeah, so, I, well, we might as well talk about it. Uh, the yellow is the sun, I guess. The red is the earth. And the black must be the sky, I take yeah. it. I yeah. thought the black was people. Probably. Oh, that know. makes sense, actually, yeah. I don't want to comment. I don't know. <laughs> I feel bad. You pro- probably should know, actually. I'm oh, embarrassed dear. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Let this out. <laughs> and we're not very Australian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's, the next already, one? Uh, What's the next one? What's the Commonwealth coat of arms? Is it A, the national anthem, B, Australia's national flower, or C, the official symbol of Australia, which identifies Commonwealth property? Ooh. Uh, yeah, um, that yeah. one. C, obviously, the symbol of Australia, which identifies Commonwealth property. Okay, this is really easy. How is this Australian values? No, it's like... Oh, it, I, I, I've gone, like, a bit far. I'm, like, up to 16 because I started just before. And um, we get to the values. Don't worry. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah, oh, really? we'll get there. Yeah. Like, is it, like, really racist? Like... Do we need no. to like, keep non-white people out or something? No, uh, well, not quite. Oh. It's more just like things that they say are values, but I disagree with. Anyway, we'll get to those and we can talk about them. All right. So what happened in Australia on 1st of January 1901? Uh, the Australian Constitution was changed by a referendum. Uh, B, the separate colonies were united into a federation of states called the Commonwealth of Australia. Or C, the Australian and New Zealand Army Corps were formed. This one's still pretty much a straight-up history one. Um, yeah. I can, I, I guess maybe Alan Tudge was struggling with some of these, and that's why I wanted to change them. Um, <laughs> He's like, you didn't want facts, but these are all like facts. Like these are quantifiable facts, you know. Um, hmm. Yeah. So I guess, I guess the the A is could be a little bit misleading. Uh, Australian Constitution was changed by referendum, but yeah, it's definitely B. Um, the separate colonies were united. Mm. Yeah. So, um, we kind of forced Western Australia in while we kind of, like, what's his name? New Zealand didn't want to join us, which is a good idea, I guess, on there, if you look at history now. But, yeah. Yeah, I was yeah, going to say, what, what would have happened if New Zealand had joined us? And I think Fiji as well. I've, oh, um, yeah. Yeah. I think Fiji was also possibly in the talks. Yeah, we well, might have a more, the, yeah. I mean, at the time, um, the southern half of Papua New Guinea was um, a part of Queensland. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was part of and the southern colony. And the north was Germany, right? Yeah. The north was German until the end of World War I, uh, and then it became a part of... Um, I'm not sure when it stopped being a part of Queensland, to be honest. It was like the 1970s, wasn't it, or something? I That's when they got independence... I think it was a separated from Queensland, maybe after World War Two or something. Uh, yeah, so. that always confused me because you're like, 
Australians, Australia would never give up land. But then you're like, oh, most of the land, you know, is inhabited by people that Australians are racist towards. So I'm like, okay, maybe that's why. Because they wouldn't kill enough people. But anyway. Um, well, look, hmm. we'll just say with Papua New Guinea, like, um, it's uh, politically separated from Australia, but uh, economically, it it's is still, yeah, very dependent. Well, or way dependent, rather. We're Changing. definitely exploiting, exploiting that place. Chinese schools, they're getting angry about. <laughs> yeah, well, for now, yeah. Oh, the fifth one. This is actually a hard one for foreigners. Yeah, fifth one. They're, notice that they don't put any of, like, um, the big ones. It says, it says the fifth one is, what is the capital city of Australia? A, Brisbane. B, Canberra. C, Perth. But doesn't list Melbourne or Sydney, which people would get confused by. <laughs> so they're, just, they're still trying to make it maybe a little bit easy by not listing like Sydney, but yeah. yeah. I mean, 90% of people will be like, what, "What's a Perth?" Yeah. <laughs> or Canberra? But they, they probably heard of Brisbane. I'm guessing. People hear of Perth, I think of Scotland probably. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Brisbane, like, I don't know. Uh, is that a place elsewhere? Oh. Actually, uh, yeah. There's a couple of Brisbans in America. Um, I wonder if there's one in England. Probably. It was named after like Lord Brisbane or oh. something like that. No, it's named after Lord Melbourne, and they're just named after lords. Yeah. But um, I was a Scotsman. Nah, it's just his last name. That's weird. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, but yeah, like in the Highlands or something in um, Scot. And Canberra is a um, actual indigenous name, right? Uh, I, yeah, I think I have so. no idea where Canberra com- comes from. Yeah, I think it is actually the the indigenous name of um, that area. That what it was, um, like it used to mean something in, in an indigenous, indigenous local language in Canberra, but I'm not too sure. Uh, yeah. it it means meeting place. Um, in uh, Nungawal. That's so good. The, so yeah, that is kind of cool. We should change. We should change our city names to that. You know, Brisbane could be like, I don't know, shithole in. I'm just kidding. In indigenous. <laughs> All right. No, Brisbane definitely needs to get changed to Mianjin. Um, it does look sound way cooler. Yeah. Yeah, Mianjin's a fucking sick word. So um, that'll hopefully it happens one day. Anyway, so Canberra is pretty. Pretty easy for anyone who's lived here for longer than a couple of months. They should be able to figure out where Canberra is. So here's a spicy one. Yeah. Um, Which of these is an example of freedom of speech? Uh, A, people can peacefully protest against a government action. B, men and women are treated equally in a court of law. Or C, Australians are free not to follow a religion. Ooh, the values are coming through now. Oh no! Yeah, it's a value question. Well, I I mean, I know what the answer is, but considering the the crackdowns on protests we've had this year, um, both against um, you know Black Lives Matter and against the QAnon people. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they they can get cracked, but yeah. Um, yeah, we've seen some pretty wild. Uh, police action. Oh, maybe you guys can talk about it since you live down there. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. 
even like Ooh. um five days ago or something, some like disabled man got stomped. Like he got run over by the police and then the police chased him down and then just like gutter stomped him and then said that okay. they had to do it because he damaged the car, which after they ran him over or something, it's Remember just... that chick got her head smashed as well? What the fuck? Oh, who got their head smashed? In the, in the cement, like in the concrete of the floor, they like smashed this chick, knocked her head in the concrete on the, on the sidewalk. Yeah, he was he was strangling her, wasn't he? That yeah. was just a young girl. I was like in Collingwood or somewhere, I think. Yeah, it's weird. It's like freeze. I'm a cop. And they're like trying to copy Americans, man. They're just so sad. These people. Yeah, and it's interesting that like um after like heaps of people on the on the left have been talking about like police brutality and like how Victoria is slowly becoming increasingly like I don't know uh like a police state and then now even like the Liberal Party um opposition leaders. They're like now calling Victoria Police State as well, and like writers for the Herald Sun are now all about like fighting police brutality and stuff. Herald Especially, Sun being yeah. like um a very conservative, like it's like almost like tabloid newspaper oh, at this it point. Is tab- it is a tabloid. Yeah. yeah. Like it's funny because when the Black Lives Matter stuff was going on, they were like calling, you know, they they weren't very supportive of it. The protesters, they they supported the police, but now they're all law and, they're like anti law law and order. These people, when um, they're getting cracked down on, yeah, interesting. Yeah, and they didn't care as well when um there was the refugee rally in Melbourne. I can't remember what it was. Like, I don't know. It feels like so long ago, maybe May or something this mm. year. And like the one of the organizers, Chris Bean, he like got his um his house was like. The police came into his house and, like, took all of his laptops and, like, his children's laptops and, like, all this stuff. Um, and, yeah, like, every like these people were mostly silent on that as well. But now it matters, yeah. I guess, to them. Do you mean they're copying Americans or, like, were they always like this? Oh. No, they've been like this for a while. Those are Australian sent- values. <laughs> They're just doing Australian values, actually. You know. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I can't. I don't think we can answer this one uh, correctly at all because I don't. People it's can't be a, it's, 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 it's. I mean, you can't be correct. This is when the facts out of the window. But you can tell yeah. Taji was like, "Oh, I got them on this. You know, he can put in. I can put two of the things I hate the most. You know, feminism and freedom religion. So you can put those two of the wrong answers and forces the like the citizen. You know." Like want to be citizen person to vote for like the, the the wrong answer. It's like it's like he thinks he's got one over us, and I'm like, yeah, that's pretty good on Touchy. He he did. <laughs> um, actually, I was just thinking about your point before about um uh, Australian police just copying American police, and wasn't this um up at the Black Lives Matter um protest in Brisbane? mansion and there was like a cop there with like a thin blue line badge oh on, like, yeah. His, yeah like so, yeah, blue was, yeah 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 so maybe it's a bit of both and they were doing the 4chan ok symbols remember a, a year ago with the climate protests yeah i remember that yeah so and there's a lot of q on on people in, in australia for some reason so america really does influence us yeah yeah, I'm copping the worst of it. <laughs> Should we move on to question seven? Oh, this yeah. one's hard. Wow. Bray, you can do this one. 
All right, which of these statements about government in Australia is correct? A, the government does not allow some religions. B, the government in Australia is secular. C, religious laws are passed by parliament. Mm. I kind of just went with what I think the Australian government thinks of itself, which yeah. so I chose secular. Um, mm. uh, yeah, I'm not sure if I fully fully agree, but, um, but I the, feel like that's how they see themselves, maybe. There's a lot of, you know, as Bishop Hill would say, Judeo-Christian values coming in. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure the Bible gets pulled out in Parliament now and again. Uh, the for, oaths, yeah. Yeah, oaths, right? And stuff yeah. like that. So I don't really understand how that could be classed as secular, but... That, that's what I was thinking about, because I'm like, that's not fully secular then, because why are you swearing it to an oath? But then again, we're not a republic yet, so they would have to swear it to the Queen otherwise, which is also power granted by God. So... Yeah, it's... Mm. Yeah, that's true. Ooh. Yeah, this this is obviously not factual. Ooh. <laughs> I see what he means. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just values, no facts. Yeah. Um, um, even religious laws are passed by Parliament. I mm. mean, given some of the, the homophobic legislation, I guess some of the older marriage sort of stuff, uh, I mean, a lot of it's religious-based. Yeah. But I guess, um, yeah, I'm not quite sure what they mean by that. But, yeah, that's not what the government believes. It's or... what they want, you think. It's like a, kind of like a PR campaign, this quiz. It's like when you do it, you're like, you're getting brainwashed, you know? Definitely. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so B, the government in Australia is secular. Secular um, in quotation marks. Yeah, in quotation marks. <laughs> I mean, there's the, um, what do you call it, the religious discrimination bill. Which is meant basically allows religions to discriminate people. That it hasn't passed yet, but I mean that's pretty much a religious law that was touted last year by the. That's right. General. What happened with that? I seems yeah. to have gone off the radar a bit. Yeah, it's basically it's like that cake story. So if that passes, Australian like businesses who are like Christian or they they're anti they're homophobic, they can be like, well, on my religion, I'm not going to serve you because you're gay. So. Um, that's a very religious law, and if that did pass, that would make C correct. <laughs> maybe that they like, maybe they rationalise it by saying that that law is like a secular law by saying you can't disc- discriminate against any religions. I don't know. I feel like you could talk, like talk your way out of that. But I agree, it's a religious law. It's just like I mean, you already can't discriminate is. on culture and background, so. It's more like, oh, you're discriminating against me by not letting me be homophobic or whether it's sexist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's all it is. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, so question seven's a joke. Yeah, um, no. Question eight, uh, which of these is an example of equality in Australia? Uh, everyone follows the same religion. B, men and women have equal rights. And C, everyone become, everyone belongs to the same political party. I feel like this question is a bit of a jab on the last one about the same political party. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm getting a hint. <laughs> Two-party system equals equality. Yeah, man. So... Everyone follows the same religion. Uh, guess not. But uh, 
even men and women have equal rights. Um, I'm not even sure if that's true on paper. Um, no, I don't true. think even like the wage gap between men and women, it hasn't changed since like the 70s. It's still like 70 cents or something to the dollar. So equal rights. That's it. They're like it's like that Jordan Peterson argument, you know. It's like oh, you know, it's like I, I can't do his accent. He's just like yeah. You know, you got the same opportunities, mate. You know, I don't care. You know that there are still imbalances of power, so you can't actually even exercise those opportunities. But you know. yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, we know what they're trying to tell us, and the, the correct answer would be B. But um, it would be <laughs> everyone follows the same religion. Is that like a jab at Islam? Because we're getting invaded by Muslims, which make up like one percent of the population. <laughs> I don't know. That's what it feels like to me, but. Yeah, that's a weird one to put in there. It doesn't really make sense. Uh, I don't even really understand the relevance of the political party one either. Maybe that's yeah. against um, China. Yeah, I think like they're having jabs against like um, different countries. That's how it <laughs> seems to me. Because mm. um, yeah, like what is Iran is like theocracy or whatever. Yeah, and China. So yeah. yeah, China is like a one-party system. And no, it's not. There's meant to be many other parties. They just never, you know, win an election. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's also Iran does have um, religious minorities as well. So that's yeah. not even um, true. Mm. But of course, your average Australian wouldn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> that's why. And I think as well because it's saying like um, that like the other two options aren't equality. Because Australia has equality. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading into it too much. Because we have choice. You yeah, I can choose between yeah. cocoa pops and Nutrigrain or some shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it. and men and women have equal rights. Yeah, mate. Well, what's the next one? Which of these is the responsibility of Australian citizens aged 18 years or over to attend local council meetings, which is A, B, to vote in federal, state, or territory elections and in a referendum, C, to have a current Australian passport? Ooh, I mean... Theoretically, you can actually say none of them because you can actually just never register to vote. So. Do you get fined though if you don't nope. if you don't register to vote? No, nope, you never do. Because I remember doing yeah. canvassing um, for certain parties, and there there will be a huge like amount of weird people that well not not weird they just they don't they don't want to vote and they're like yeah I'm not on the voter roll and they're like 65 they never voted. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't actually have to vote anyway. You actually just have to go get your name ticked off. Yeah. Um, the hundred vote. Mm. Yeah. Donkey vote. <laughs> so this is also a non-factual question. Yeah, this is so weird. Um, I mean, no one attends local council meetings except for really, really pedantic people. I don't. I. I don't even know what local council meetings are. Like, I don't even know if like my council has them. I've never heard of them. Never seen people talking about really attending them. It's just like. The thing, it's just like separate from the community. I don't know. Maybe if you're like more in like a regional area, I don't know. Yeah, but they get paid the most in urban areas, um, like the city of Melbourne and Sydney. And it actually does affect us. It's just, you know, because we we're so apathetic to politics these days. Even very political people like us don't attend them, which is probably something we should do one day. But <laughs> Yeah, I was just thinking maybe it's like only a thing that rich people do. And so... I'm just not aware of it. 
like rich people who get mad about I don't know parking laws. I don't know what rich people or get mad about. Get giant pools in their backyards and yeah, uh, a bedroom for their mistresses, extra bland. <laughs> yeah. Like Actually, Brisbane council meetings um, are being done by Zoom, and they're all on YouTube. So you can watch anyone interested can actually watch them now, which is... Uh, Are they funny, though? Like some of those ones in America where they got that guy the chicken tenders? That was pretty good. I reckon they might get pretty spicy because we've got a couple of... Um, we got at least one green councillor, Greens councillor, and he um, he doesn't... <laughs> he speaks to power. <laughs> he doesn't yeah. let them get away with stuff, so... But yeah. usually, big city lines, like, 8 out of 10 of them are just literally people sponsored by, like, the big real estate companies. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess local councils anywhere in the world are um, pretty dodgy. It's actually really but, important, um, though. They affect your everyday life. But anyone that cares about this stuff, are those really psychotic you know what? What do you, what do you call Mel Karen? Like those 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 people who get really pissed off about fences and you know stuff like that, or the the, the how how tall your grass is. Yeah, and, that's yeah. how I'm. That's what I imagine these local council meetings to be like. It's Karen spots. Like yeah. Yes. Karen meetings. Some of them would be really boring. Yeah, it's like excuse me, I want my garbage to be done every three days. It's it's just stupid stuff. Um, what's what's the next one? Uh, Number 10, which of these statements about passports is correct? This one I had trouble with. Um, A, Australian citizens can apply for an Australian passport. B, permanent residents can hold an Australian passport. C, Australian citizens need a passport and visa to return to Australia. Mm, I think it's A, because, I don't know, from my experience, I see a lot of Chinese people... They have Chinese passports, but they have a permanent residency to Australia. Ah, oh, right. Yeah, See I that? thought I wasn't sure if it was a like Australian citizens can apply for an Australian passport. That makes sense. But then C, Australian citizens need a passport and a and and visa. Oh, no, and visa, visa to return yeah. to Australia. Yeah, you don't need visa. Good I guess I selected the wrong one. Oh, you're not Australian, mate. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, but that one's pretty uninteresting. Um, I mean, that's that, that's that's a given one to the people who actually went through the whole system. They got a PR in Australian citizenship. They'll be like, they'll know that one right away. So that's that's a good one. Um, that's a factual one. Yeah. Um, which of these statements about voting in Australian elections is correct? A. People are free and safe to vote for any candidate. B. Voting is by a show of hands. C. People must write their name on their vote. I mean. If you voted, you'll notice. Yeah, it's A. Yeah. Yeah. I know that is an interesting one because I think you actually, you can vote without being an Australian citizen. If you're a permanent resident, I'm pretty sure you can still vote in elections. Yeah, local elections, I think, in some state, I think. Yeah. Because so you would be able, it would be possible for someone who is applying for a citizenship to have already voted. Hmm. Um. Yeah, hopefully they're not writing their names on the vote. Um, I don't know. I don't know if um. I think it's illegal. Or it gets like scrapped if you write your name on it. It probably gets classed as a donkey vote. Yeah. But 
uh, you know, by-elections are done sometimes by show of hands. And they're actually the real election for a lot of seats that are safe. So, <laughs> theoretically, B would be correct in some ways, but yeah. But uh, yeah, free and safe. I guess we are free and safe to vote for any candidate in uh, yeah. Australia, even if the options are pretty ordinary at times. Um, um, in the last like federal election, I worked at like one of the what do you call it, like polling booths and stuff, and people would like come up to me and ask me which candidate was Scott Morrison and stuff, and like <laughs> ask me like which candidate was the Liberal Party, and I would have to like. I don't know. I felt like I had to like tell them which one like to vote for. That was like Ooh. liberal and stuff. And um, yeah, it was, was a lot of power, mate. You could have just it, all said vote. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was weird. It was such like one person who asked me. I was like, he was just like, oh, which candidate was like will lead to like Scott Morrison? And I told him, and then he just like walked away. And I wasn't sure if he was like avoiding that candidate or if he was like wanting to vote for that candidate. So it was like. Um, either way, it was like I didn't know like whether to tell him the truth or not. Obviously, I told him the truth, but it was such like a bizarre experience. Um, like so many people just talk. Everyone would come in would just like complain about how crap politics is. And they don't stuff. know. Yeah. So what? They don't even know that you don't vote. We're not Amer- I guess they all follow America too much. See, we're so Americanized. It's uh... so. Well, for Americans, I guess I don't understand that. Do you want to explain that, Reezy, how it works? Because they might think, like, what do you mean? Can't just vote for Scott Morrison? Yeah. Uh, what do you mean? I was, I was just going to say, um, <clears throat> unlike a lot of countries, it is, it is compulsory, well, as we discussed technically, in Australia. Um, so a lot of people who don't care about politics still have to go, and they still have to rock up. And um, I think That's there is a lot of people. That's where the donkey vote comes in. Yeah, you get a I'm, lot of like dicks on the on the voting cards, like when you're counting them. Yeah. One of the one of one of the best ever voting uh, donkey votes I ever saw. Someone took a photo and it was um someone had just written, um fuck you Julie Gillard for banning uh tits at the summer nats or tits at, at Bathurst because because uh, when she was prime minister she came out and said she didn't like or something like that that she, uh, so Bathurst um, and Summonats are like a, a car. It's like the NASCAR of Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, absolutely massive. And, yeah. and Summonats, um, it's a lot of burnouts and stuff. It's not just racing. So um, lots of, uh, you know, oh, I guess even even families go, disturbingly enough. Um, and then once the beers get out, um, there's no, no shortage of, uh, <laughs> I guess, I've never been, but girls getting their tits out. And um, they were banned, and I guess they've been banned ever since. So <laughs> it was it was weird as well, like seeing um, when I like worked um, like this shift at the polling booth. Um, it was weird to see all the people who were voting as well for like One Nation and shit. And like one of the one of the votes that I was counting um, was a vote for One Nation, but I also had like written like, all this, like, racist shit on it. And so I just, like, showed it to, like, the person who was supervising. And I was like, oh, this person has just scribbled all over this vote, so it's a donkey vote. And then he was like, yeah, that's a donkey vote. Like, throw it out kind of thing. Or, like, so the put racist it, like, guy put it to the other... over by trying to be racist. Oh. Yeah, so his vote didn't end up counting because it was just, like, his whole... His, like, paper was just, like, such a mess. 
That, that's another thing, because that's why you're safe to vote for any candidate, because one nation polls at 8% nationally. So that means, you know, roughly around 1 in 11 or 12 Australians vote for one nation. But we never, ever... Have you ever met someone who's like, yeah, I'm a one nation voter? No one ever says that. Yeah. Oh, they're doing Queensland. Maybe <laughs> oh, I, was, I was about to say maybe like at my at my high school, um, people would be like that. Oh yeah, but they were joking though. It's like no. it's like it's like those dogs <laughs> like, yeah, I'm a racist. Yeah. I remember probably once, like um talking to someone in year twelve and it was like, Oh yeah, we gotta vote soon, like we're eighteen and then he was like, Who are you gonna vote for? And then I was like, Oh, I don't know, I don't really like any like any of the candidates or anything. And then he was like, oh, I just have to vote to keep the Muslims out. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, hear, definitely in my... You hear a lot of that in Queensland. I mean, that's Pauline's number one issue, isn't it? Like anti-Islam, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, Queensland is the least Muslims in all of Australia as well, per, by population, which is just so weird. Yeah, well, she started out uh, as like anti-Asian immigration. And like back in the 90s, there couldn't have been many uh, <clears throat> many Asian people in Queensland. There would have been you know, probably one uh, Chinese takeaway place in every suburb. Mm. But, um, you know, we're, now Brisbane has, like, a pretty good uh, Vietnamese um, demographic and stuff. So, um, yeah. Yeah, saying. but she, she has. She's, she moved to... Um, to sort of Islamophobia as her main thing. She's moving back um, to China now, though. Cause it's she has moved back to China. And, she, of course, she's like... A, she really concentrates on, like, climate change denialism. Um, and I guess um, she, she's an anti-feminist and sort of anti... I guess she's transphobic and all that sort of stuff. She's very conservative. That's it. <laughs> um, there, there was that thing where... Uh, like, I remember in high school, all the, all the kids would joke. They're like, oh, yeah, I'm voting for Pauline. Like, it's like, Pauline Hanson, number one. Like, I don't know. It was, maybe it was just the Melbourne private school kids doing that when I remember I was a kid. Did you get, did not get that? It was just no. joking. No. I just got, there was just, I just went to school with racists. What um, they need is they need an indigenous um, Pauline Hanson. It was like, kick out the whites. And I, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I support you. I support that indigenous Pauline Hanson. Yeah. That would be it'd be interesting. We haven't actually had like a an indigenous person who who wasn't an indigenous politician who wasn't left wing to say that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, we've, there's certainly been um, indigenous activists who've, who said like you know burn burn down the system and destroy Australia, but um, that's pretty yeah. Cool. Never, yeah, no, absolutely, or it's super cool, but they've never been really popular enough to to have like some sort of reactionary movement behind them as well. Like, <laughs> like say, uh, I believe Winston Peters, who is in the coalition government in New Zealand, um, you know, he's a, I believe he's of Maori descent, and he's super anti-immigration. Um, and well, he's just a straight right winger. I think he's, I guess he's like a some sort of weird nationalist. I mean, he's the party's called NZ First, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So that's weird. That kind of says it all. Should we um, move on to the next question? Yeah, yeah I probably should. <laughs> all right, I'll read it out. Um, what is the name of the legal document 
that sets out the basic rules for the government of Australia. A, the Australian Federation, B, the Australian Commonwealth, or C, the Australian Constitution. Oh, this is too obvious. <laughs> yeah, that's an easy one. It's just Constitution. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. more facts. Let's go, next one. Yeah. Uh, the next one's uh, what is a referendum? This is also kind of boring. Uh, a vote to change the government, a vote to change the Australian Constitution, and a vote to change the Prime Minister. Um, yeah, that was pretty boring. B. B it's the only yeah. way to way to change your constitution. So we'll just move past yeah. that one. Which um, a government has the powers to interpret and apply laws. A, legislative, B, executive, C, judicial. I mean, this is pretty obvious. No, nah, this one's name. hard for me. I'm, I hate, I, this one's hard for me. I don't know this one. I had to guess. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't, I'm like, I don't know. For some reason, law is just one of those things that I cannot wrap my brain around. It's like uh, my Achilles heel. Yeah, <laughs> actually, now I'm kind of confused now myself. Oh, crap. <laughs> is it a legislative? No, that's who sets that, the law. Because legislative is right. I think legislative is like writing the law. Yeah. I was stuck between executive and judicial. Yeah, that's true. Shit, this is hard. Yeah. Executive uh, would be the prime minister or the, yeah. the actual cabinet, right? Yeah. Or judicial yeah. is like the high court. Um, yeah, yeah, I picked judicial because I thought like they are the ones sitting around being like. You're what right. does this law mean and like having to actually i don't know deal with the law i guess yeah let's go judicial i mean i guess the police interpret and apply laws as well, well or any any yeah. which any public servant um, yeah the public services is actually when i apply the laws they don't none of these three actually do that they just sit around yeah, this is a dumb question yeah it's all wrong I mean, also, why do you need to know this as well to be an Australian citizen? Yeah, it should be yeah, like the most. A lot of people do not. They should ask like who actually creates the laws, which is the legislative, because that's the one they should be caring about the most. Yeah. Um, which one of these is a role of the Governor General? Oh, God. Um. So you got so, I appoints the state premiers, B, signing all bills passed by the Australian Parliament into law, and C, appointment of the head of state. So I picked the um, head of state, I'm pretty sure. There are so many uh, generals, so pretty sure it's, no, isn't it? No, it's, it's B. The, the head of state is the government general. Yeah. Um, oh, Oh, yeah. really? Getting into the, the Aussie, Aussie law. Uh, yeah, I, this is a tricked question. It is a little bit. I never, I like I you, man. This is hard. Like, half the people in Australia will fail this. This is so hard. Yeah. Um, I, did, I did three semesters at uni before I dropped out, and one course was <laughs> the Australian government. So, no, this is the first course I took in uni, and how could I not know this? Yeah. All right. Um, so, I mean, yeah. I mean, that, that, what Bree said um, about lots of governor generals, that he, she's kind of true because that's those are like the state governor generals. They're a bit different. Yeah, yeah and there's like, I mean, morning. like, there's also all like the attorney generals and stuff. Or is it attorneys general? No, no, attorney generals are different. They're, they're like, they're, they have one for each state as well, yeah. 
But they're basically yeah. ministers. Yeah, so hang on, but it's attorney general for one, but when you describe all of them, it's attorneys general. Yeah. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, it is. Because English is stupid. Yeah. All right, That's, 16. Yeah. Spicy. So are we going with signing all bills passed by Australian Parliament into law yeah, for the role yeah. of the government general? Yeah. All right, 16. Which of these statements best demonstrates Australian values about freedom of expression? A, everyone can peacefully express their opinions within the law. B, people with different views from me t- need to keep quiet. C, only approved topics can be discussed. Um. <laughs> wait, wait, one second. The head of state of Australia is Queen Elizabeth, actually. I forgot. Yeah. Because the government also a representative. No, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, that, that makes what yeah. you said is correct as well, because he's basically the head of state, because Elizabeth doesn't really do anything. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, so, yeah, so 16, yeah. Freedom of expression. All right, well, let's just, we'll start with the first one. Uh, everyone can peacefully express their opinions. And then they haven't just stopped there. They've said within the law, um, which is a bit, uh, so I guess we don't have the freedom of expression by even, by that definition. Well, yeah, I don't <laughs> want to get, like, um, like, too communist about it, but like who writes the law, etc. Uh, yeah, I it's mean, like all the rich people are writing the law. So then, like, if freedom of expression is within the law and the rich people are writing the law, then the rich people get to decide what freedom of expression is. That's just exactly. like a jab at the hate speech law in Australia, basically, because the, the liberals really hate it. Remember that that thing they had the whole debate where they wanted to repeal the H, the hate speech law, where you can't um like, say racist stuff to people and get sued and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so this is yeah. what it's about. It's like, God, I have, I can't say, like, you know, the N-word every day. Yeah. You can't make up, uh, you can't say stuff that's not true, basically. Yeah. Um, but, and then, B, people with different views for me need to keep quiet. <laughs> I mean, that's oh, kind that's of funny. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or <laughs> um, right wingers in general, you know, like it's like. I mean, and given the the concentration of Australian media within a few billionaires, um, if you do have a different opinion to the mainstream, uh, you you you, you kind of do get kept quiet. You can certainly yell as much as you want on Twitter or Facebook or, you know. Out the front of the school. I think if you started screaming out the front of the school, you'd probably be removed. But yeah, that's true. Well, it's just the law, but it's it's disturbing the noise laws of the local council. So I guess yeah. But um, this doesn't apply to Julian Assange, doesn't it? That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. It's no. kind of unfair, man. This is I guess B's correct with Julian Assange, so. Our government hasn't done or, or C as well. Only approved topics can be discussed. No discussing Ooh. U.S. imperialism. Oh yeah, true, true. When I can discuss yeah, and, the enemies, yeah. Uh, who was uh, was it? Um, that uh, woman who's from ABC, Jasmine. Uh, she said, uh, "Lest we forget Manus Island," and got absolutely hounded until she pretty much had to leave the country. So, oh yeah. Ah, uh, what's her name? She's that um. Is she's that Sudanese. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
But uh, but what was wild about her is she worked in the um, on oil rigs. She was she was as you would think assimilated as much as possible into Australian society by by working in the resources sector. Um, but uh, she didn't toe the line enough. And um, yeah, the, the the national newspaper, the Australian, um, just have they had like like ten just articles a day her. about her for a month. Just this um, random person, um, Yasmin Abdul Magyed. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like also the other person who made fun of um, the Enzacs, which you know it's, ma- it's making fun of imperialist wars, and she also got hounded as hard as well. Uh, yeah. It's, so it's, I mean. And if you support get, communism publicly, you also get attacked really hard in Australia. So, I mean, like, technically, you know, or legally, uh, there is a certain amount of freedom of expression, but um, it's not equal. <laughs> so what do we think the real answer is here? Uh, it's B um, and C. Yeah. I mean, look at look at that. Um, those journalists that are getting they get have arrest warrants after them by the federal police because they're talking about Afghanistan war crimes. You know, they they didn't discuss discuss the proof topics. Or like um yeah. Scott Morrison blocking the rise refugees. Um, the, like the the kind of like activist group for um ex-detainees and like asylum seekers and refugees. And like yeah, they're like their Twitter account is blocked by Scott Morrison. Yeah. Or just like, any any of those, um, at, least, at least in the US, you know, they try to sort of try to keep that like fully. Trump can't block US citizens, you know, but I, I'm blocked by like half the MPs in Australia uh, for good reasons. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, as Tim Wilson says, um, you have the freedom to speak, but not the freedom to be heard and uh, send in the water cannons. Which is oh, a little yeah. ironic because um, after he said send in the water cannons, um, he loves Hong she Kong. Said, yeah, he was actually he went to Hong Kong for the protests. Pink as, boy. Mm. as a sitting senator. Mm. Um, so I guess uh, he thinks the rules apply to different places. But yeah, wild. Um, <laughs> I have um I have a question actually about this this test. Um, I'm assuming that you can only take this test in English. Is that that's right? Yeah. Um, ooh, that's such a good question. Um, uh, we should look it up. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like because sure. if it was, it'd be so much harder if you were doing this um as like English as a second language, and if you hadn't had access to like education in oh, English. Oh yeah, it is because it would be like impossible. On on the website it says it, the test also assesses your English skills. Yeah. 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 Which go. is unfair yeah. because in our constitution we don't have a national language, so this is actually breach. You know, this is breaching. You know, the constitution. Yeah, like, it's like I think it's like um thirty percent of of like Australians speak a language other than English at home anyway. So it's like plenty of Australians have English as their second language. Um, yeah. And so, if this was in uh, before seventy eighty eight, every Indigenous person would fail just because yeah. they can't read. It's really this is really racist, you yeah? know. Yeah, it's pretty rough. It's very similar. I feel like it's like a perfect kind of timeline from like the original um, white Australia policy and like having like to be able to become an Australian citizen after Federation. 
you had to be able to speak or like recite something in a European language. Um, and if you couldn't do it in a European language, you couldn't become an Australian citizen. So oh, it's yeah, like it's this, this whole test, like the content of it, like you could even argue it doesn't even matter. It's just testing to make sure that you can speak English like good enough or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, this leads into question 17. Um, do you want to go for a brie or? Uh, yeah, all right. So 17, should people in Australia make an effort to learn English? A, people in Australia should speak which, whichever language is most commonly spoken in their local neighbourhood. B, there is no expectation to learn any particular language in Australia. C, yes, English is the national language of Australia and it helps to get an education, a job and to in integrate into the community. Mm, this is so hard. Yeah, this one's really hard because we were just discussing it. It's like Australia doesn't have an official language. It's just like mm. English is like the lingua franca or whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, as... Timus said, um, it's not, this wouldn't just affect immigrants. Uh, there are Indigenous people in their own communities that will never speak English their whole lives. Um, well, they would speak uh, Indigenous sort of mixed now, basically. Um, that's why you have people called Indigenous interpreters who sort of can understand um, that the yeah, so, is Creole. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was probably like bilingual uh, Indigenous people around the place, but. Um, yeah, the the expectation of English um, it seems a bit oppressive, really. I mean, see where English is like you know the natural language of Australia helps you get a job, education, integrate in community. I mean, that's that's not true because there's no natural language. But the thing that is what is, that's what is expected of you in Australia, and, yeah. that, and this is what the test is expecting of you. So this is pretty. Um, I, I mean, mean, it's it's an old it's an old trope. I guess it's in any um, immigrant society, like say even in America. And so as is, um, you know, if you come here, you got to learn the language. Um, yeah. But people who say that never offer to go volunteer at, um, you know, language schools in their local area to help immigrants out. So yeah, they um, just make fun of people's accents, um, which I do as well. I always make fun of Australian accents. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, B is very true. There's no expectation to learn any particular language in Australia. We have like over a hundred languages in our country. So. Uh, I feel like they're, I don't know what the answer they're expecting is, but for me, I think it would be C, that English is the national language and it helps to get an educational job and to integrate into the community. Like, if you don't know English, you can't get a, like, you can't finish high school because, um, like, the exams oh, yeah. and stuff are only in English. It's the only compulsory subject. That's right. Yeah. I mean, potentially you could still get a job without finishing high school. You just, you, you are very disadvantaged. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the key word in that, that answer is integrate into the community. Um, oh. So I guess the expect, expectation, which oh, again is, is... Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's total bullshit because um, that means we're expecting Indigenous Australians who have been here for 40,000 years or longer probably 100,000 years, um, and we're expecting them to, to learn some imported language. Yeah, but you got to remember, guys, the, the Mongolians uh, are giving, being forced to do a bi bilingual education course now, okay? They yeah. are suffering. <laughs> um, but this is why it got me, because Bessie says national language is not official. So, yeah, there's no legal official language, but 
there is a de facto national language, which is which is English. Right. So yeah. Yeah, it is C. And it's um, also assuming that all all like all the communities in um Australia are speaking English, but like as I said before, it's like thirty percent of Australians have English as a second language. So it's not true, but I guess that's how they see Australia. It's yeah. just being like Anglo communities everywhere. I didn't see yeah. Mongolian get offered in um you know doing when I was doing ATAR. No. Nope. Yeah. This is this Australia's committing genocide against everyone. This is there's, there's no bilingual high school. There's no like in Victoria at least, as far like I don't know about the other states, but in Victoria that none of the high schools offer bilingual education. And in primary school there's only like thirteen, I think, primary schools out of like Thirteen hundred primary schools in Victoria that and they offer bilingual. like French as well, which is like another yeah. language. <laughs> yeah, and like um, I think in one of the primary schools that teaches Vietnamese in like in the west of um in the west of Melbourne, they're like under threat of being changed from a Vietnamese bilingual school to either Italian or German. I don't remember, but some European uh-huh. like, the most language. useless languages, German and Italian. Like they all speak English. Those people. Yeah. Um, and it's like Italians, uh, you know, I, I guess it, it is useful because we have a huge Italian community, but it just doesn't make any sense. Why is it always a European language? Yeah, well, it doesn't make sense as well in the area, which is in like Footscray, where it's like, there's like, it's a big like Vietnamese diaspora area. That would only and... make sense years ago when it was actually Italian. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it's the government's catching up. Um, I think it was also... There's, there's a, the only other way you could get in Victoria was called immersion classes, where they teach one subject, like history, in, this, in a language, usually French, German, or Italian, of course. But yeah, and that that people usually still didn't learn anything from those classes because the the teachers themselves were usually a second language speaker as well. But yeah. Um. So that was question C. Basically, Australia is committing uh, lingual genocide on everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's hope there's some sort of uh, NED funded group to uh, come and help. <laughs> yeah, please liberate yeah. us. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even read Arabic script because they didn't teach me. That's destroying my culture. Well, actually, that's like another thing because um, about like these stats to do with like bilingual education in Australia is that um, after Mandarin, Arabic is like the next, well, after English and then Mandarin, Arabic is like the next most spoken language. But I couldn't find, at least in Victoria, any school that offered Arabic bilingual oh, yeah. education. I've never seen that. And it's as well a very important language um, in Islam. It's it's the language you read the Quran in and it's written in. So, yeah, that is that is very uh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I could only find like night classes and stuff when I was trying to research this a while ago. Have but, you yeah. ever found any like? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't. I, I guess there are probably a lot of French descent or German descent Australians, but it's just like you don't ever use it because <laughs> yeah. they all speak yeah. English. Yeah. And yeah. also, sort of German and French. I guess maybe back in the day I was for Italians, but um, they are able to just uh, how do I wear this? Uh, just go out. They're just treated. Uh, as Australians straight away because the of, white person because yeah. the, yes because they're just another white person you know um, they're not forced um, you know they're they're they're, they're welcome into to friendship groups and stuff which is a bit different to some of the other immigrant communities 
they're also yeah. very white. Um, it's even today, like English backpacker from England, he's already more seen as Australian than me as soon as he lands on lands on the airport, because you know he he's what people think Australians look like. But yeah. Yeah, a, a, a backpacker rarely gets a. Oh, so where you from? Um, oh yeah. I'm like, uh, yeah. Anyway, that's not something I've experienced, but I'm sure you can relate. Yeah, um, yeah. They backpackers don't even get that if you're white until they open their mouth. Like, oh yeah, mate, I'm from, you know, like I can't do something. He's like, yes, I'm from London or some crap like that. Yeah. Then they're like, <laughs> oh, and they actually people are like, oh my god, that's so cool. I love Paris and London. Anyway. Um, yeah. Question eighteen. <laughs> Uh, oh, in Australia, sorry, okay. in Australia, can you encourage violence against a person or a group of people if you have been insulted? Uh, a, yes, if you do not intend to carry out the violence. B, no, it is against Australian values and the law. C, sometimes if I feel very offended. D, yes, if it's a fascist. <laughs> I mean, A, A feels like it's becoming more true when you, we see what the police are doing. I mean, no, no, it's not A. I mean, um, C, yeah. Because the police is, when they feel like they're offended, they just smash your head in. So, I mean, can you encourage violence against a person, a group of people? Uh, that happens all the time online. Um, oh, yeah, against Chinese people all the time. You see all those random messages being written. <laughs> Oh yeah, and like the the windows of shops and stuff being, being like smashed. smashed in, yeah. Yeah, yeah. everyone's so, I mean, I guess this is the the unevil, uneven. Um, and our country's built of off those that. laws. Yeah, I mean, built off killing indigenous groups of people. So the whole country's built off that. Yeah. 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 Also, um, it's not the same as like um, if you're indigenous and. Like, you're always going to have violence from the state against you. But from my experience as, like, working hospitality, definitely get um, threatened with violence a shit ton. Like, people, I've had people coming in and saying they're going to, like, burn down the shop with me in it and stuff for, like, no reason. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I guess, like, no, no, no. you're I, not I allowed to, but I don't know. Well, it happens. Um... Like, I used to not want to talk too much, but now I just talk whatever I want because I just don't give a shit anymore. But, like, I remember if I used to talk too much, usually I, I some guy will come like, oi, you fucking Asian, shut the fuck up, don't talk. And it's, it's getting a place, basically. But now, you know, that, that, that usually does happen. Like, someone just get really pissed off. And so <laughs> I definitely say C is something that that's usually what happens, yeah. But <clears throat> the B... Uh... It is against Australian values and the law. I mean, uh, it possibly is, or probably is against the law, technically. But whether it's against Australian values or not, that's that's it's another up question. It's inter- for interpretation, that one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're always like telling someone to bash these guys up or, you know, shank those cunts. It's always... <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm going to shirt yeah. front... Like, what was his name? Abel, it's like, I'm going to shirt front um, Putin. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh. I wanted to, you know, violently go against Putin. Yeah. Yeah, so Honestly, I'd, violence is I'd definitely never... a part of Australian values, 100%. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, so we'll go 19. Um, should people tolerate one another where they find that they disagree? Um, a, it is against law to disagree <laughs> with one another. 
B, no, people only need to treat each other with respect if they agree with one each other. And C, yes, peaceful disagreement reflects Australian values in relation to mutual respect. So no, I find I get told to get out of my country all the time. <laughs> when I have a different view. <laughs> yeah, I get told to like go to China or Cuba or something if yeah. I say anything that's like slightly communist. It's like if it's and all those me. stickers that are like um like if you don't like it, leave and shit. Yeah, if you don't love it, leave. Yeah. Uh, I mean, most immigrants doing this test, if they're not um, from like England or something, would probably not exp- would probably feel like, nah, you can't you, if you, you can't disagree against anyone. Probably a. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is the whole point of the test. We don't want you to have to come to our country if you don't have Australian values. This is the whole point of the test. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. And also, like, if, like, um, I'm guessing if someone came to Australia and they lived in Australia for a little bit and had, like, all these experiences that we're talking about, then they would find this test to be, like, absurd and they might click on something that is considered wrong, like, um, like encouraging violence against a person or a group of, or, or a group of people or, like, whether someone um, has to, like, tolerate, if it's, like, an Australian value to tolerate someone if they think differently to you or something they they would have like i don't know if they would have the like this experience that the test is claiming yeah i mean the average bloke in the suburbs is going to have a very like if they did this test they'll probably get it all wrong because if they actually live like an australian <laughs> not, not what the australian government thinks we should be but yeah well. i guess it's uh um the one about Mutual respect is the answer. That's not true though. Like, if if you don't follow the what's what Rupert Murdoch wants you to follow, you get told to fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> um, that is a and one of the more interesting ones because it would be if if you were someone from immigrant community and you've been living in Australia before you took this test, I don't you you could easily get this one wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got told so many times in my life, just like, go, get, go back to China or something. I was like, well, all right, because I, I disagreed. Anyway, uh, 20. Uh, you want to do that, Regan? Yeah. Uh, which of the following is an example of contributing to the Australian community? Uh, a, volunteering or fundraising for a charity is a great opportunity to strengthen our community. B, I should not make an effort to get to know other people. <laughs> see people in australia should not contribute to the community because australia is a free country i don't understand Um, any of these options honestly uh, so the question again is which of the following is example of contributing to the australian economy community not economy uh, community. Uh, same thing uh, for us, for Scott and that Freudian slip because that's what they only care was, about. I mean, volunteering or fundraising for a charity. Um, uh, it's pretty weak, I guess. Um, I don't know. Contribute to the Australian community. Just go so, about your business. <laughs> the volunteering and fundraising for a charity one is the only one that kind of makes sense. But then the last one also is confusing because it's saying that people in Australia should not contribute to the community community because Australia is a free country. It doesn't make any 
That one doesn't make any sense. It makes sense in the neoliberal sense, where like we don't need social welfare or healthcare. We just need rich people to, you know, yeah, the free market, like reign supreme. Yeah. Yeah. What does Thatcher say? There is no society. (laughs) Yeah. Like um, I guess it's people. I guess the other way of reading it would be people in Australia should not be forced to contribute to the community, um, because there are plenty of people who I guess don't contribute to. To the community um i'd i'd say people who just make a filthy amount of money off everyone else's labor that's not really a contribution is it yeah like Jamie um, Packer. Mm-hmm. i think the right answer is either but it is that's what they think we should be doing but but the thing is mostly it's b because you got you got the, you got the people born here who think all the immigrants don't want to talk to them then you yeah. got the migrants thinking the people born here don't want to talk to them so <laughs> That's what it is, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, clicked, I mean, I clicked A and now I got my test results back. I got 100%. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Australian. I mean, apparently, yeah. So. It, <laughs> yeah, I got 100%. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's a. That was interesting. It really um, shows what um, you know, what they want us to be. Or what they want us to think they are, or what Australians want to, you know, look like. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's also a projection. Yeah, it is. Seems to be like a. There's a big difference between uh, values and then uh, uh, the actual laws and how laws are enforced. <laughs> they're all very different things. Interpreted. Yeah, yeah. Interpretation. It's like ideology so. and reality. You know. You can't just all be ideology. <laughs> yeah, this... I know. I'm, one thing I'm surprised we didn't see the word mate uh, once in this whole test. Yeah, or um, larrikin. Yeah, mate. Um, or fair go. Um, or oh, true blue it? fair go, yeah. True blue, yeah. Fair um, dinkum. All that. So. That would have been hey. actually more interesting. Like that'd be hilarious. It's like, what how, what does Arvo mean or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What what is a titty? <laughs> oh yeah, that that would be a good question. That's a true Australian word. Or they could do like a nickname, you know, um, kind of quiz. It's like if someone's called McDonald, what do you call them, Macca? You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that that's actually a real like you know that's that's an Australian quality that's very hard to make up really See, cringe nicknames. That would be helpful as well. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. So, I don't know, it's a bit of a... This this test was brought out, um, it was maybe like 10, 15 years ago, just to keep just to keep your one nation, your racist voters, uh, you know, quiet, so that there was the, the vague idea that, that, that there's some sort of test because for a long time there has been a thing in australia that you should learn english to come here um, um i don't know if you guys notice this but if you scroll up to the top where it has like the bit of the preamble i didn't read this but it says in the last sentence it says that all five questions on australian values which are the new like um questions that were introduced that will come like become effective on in november um it says all five of them have to be answered correctly Ooh. with a mark of at least 75% overall to pass the test. So you could get, 
Like, oh. if, yeah, if you um, got any one of those Australian values questions wrong, the hardest ones to answer, um, <laughs> yeah, you fail. That's so draconian. Especially that one with, like, um, mutual disagreements. Yeah. yeah. And, like, the one about violence, it, like, it only makes sense to answer it if, like, uh, you don't include, like, cops and stuff. <laughs> or you just haven't read the news at all for the last, like, two years. Yeah. Yeah, that's, this is a dodgy quest and test. We're going on an hour, so... Um... Spent an hour on the been... test. That was a good test, though, you have to admit. Yeah. Um, so anyone who's thinking of moving to Australia, um, <laughs> you're crazy. Uh, except for the beaches. We do have good beaches. But um, Unless you're that is all... <laughs> that is, there's a lesson there. Um, and you can and, uh... use this um, like recording to study for the test because we got 100%. Yeah. We're like true blue Aussies. Yeah. I fought in Gallipoli in Vietnam myself. Real, real Aussie blooded person, you know, settling everywhere and fucking squatting. Alright, see everyone. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> 千年悲